show. Celebrities, pop culture, and comedy. Welcome to the Michael Yo Show. It's Michael Yo. I am so excited to have this next person in. Not only do they have a place called Next Health, which offers cryo, all types of infrared beds, uh, all types of uh, uh, IVs. I mean, this place is incredible, state of the art. They did a blood test on me that I'm very excited to see. Also, what you need to know if you're tuning in to this podcast, you're going to learn a lot about the trendy things in medicine today that might be good for you and might not be good for you. Please welcome to the show, Dr. Shah. How are you, my friend? Good to see you, man. I am so excited that you're here, first of all, because I went to Next Health. This place is incredible. It's so Thank state you. of the art. It's like walking into the future. I re- <laughs> I tell all my friends, it's like walking into the future. How'd you get started? What made you want to start Next Health? Yes, that, that's a great question. I mean, and I'm so glad you said that because that's the effect that we wanted to achieve is you want to feel like you're in the future of healthcare. So my personal story is I've been a surgeon now for 20 years. And when you first start off as a surgeon, you work all the time. So typical, like all of us in LA, especially and everywhere, you work your butt off pretty much, right? And then you end up getting sick. I ended up gaining weight and becoming like pre-diabetic, high blood pressure, just stressed out, not sleeping. I was a mess like about five, six years ago. And I'm like, I need to do something about my health. So I went down the health optimization pathway. And being a doctor, you know, I had access to the conferences and to all the best physicians and scientists in the area, in this area, and I totally changed my health like in six months. In six months, I got off all my medications. I was able to lose 30 pounds. I did it all like pretty quickly because I had access to the information and the technology to do it. And I said to myself, it's ridiculous that everyone doesn't have access to this. Here's what's interesting yeah. to me. I have several friends that are doctors, but what was interesting, my I went to one of my friends that's a doctor. He goes, you know, the more you see me, the faster you die. And I, and I go, I go, how does that make sense? He goes, well, what doctors do is usually bad doctors. They'll put you on a drug. And then once you get used to that drug, they got to put you on another drug. And then they got to put you on another drug. So then it's drug after drug after drug after yeah. drug because they're making money off of it. And then what that does is just tear up your insides and your system and then your system starts falling apart so he goes my advice to you is find better health care and don't come to doctors unless you really need it because some people wow. will feel like they need it yeah. but don't really need it right. do you because i feel like our health system today it just wants to put you on something well, rather than breaking down the problem right right the whole system is based on okay you're sick Let's just give you a pill to treat the symptoms of that sickness versus how do we get you healthy in the first place? Because it's not incentivized at all to keep you healthy. Because if you're healthy, you're not going to the doctor, so they don't get to bill you. The pharmaceutical companies aren't able to charge you for the medications. Like the whole profit lost the whole industry just falls if everybody's healthy it falls apart and that's our goal our goal is to destroy the industry (laughs) (laughs) destroy the health no but make it better though yeah exactly make it better because i really really believe that if i was able to get healthy in six months i should be able to take this knowledge and this science out to the public and get them away from their doctors and get them off their medication so we know there's a lot of money involved in this like Mm -hmm. the healthcare. do you feel like you get any pushback because you're actually going against that uh you know if you talk to 100 doctors about what we're doing 85 of them at least will be say that this is all voodoo and don't believe it like getting healthy is much more complicated and just take the prescription medications that you're prescribed and etc cetera, etc cetera. i think i think there is a lot of pushback because you know the the industry and 
I went to medical school. I was trained in this too. Like we're not taught on health. We get a day of diet education and that's it. And the industry is all making money and making on, on you being sick, basically. Yeah. So I'm going to get pushed back. I already have got pushed back. But the, the smart doctors like your doctor, mm-hmm. they get it. They get it. That you he have understands to be it. Right. He, he gets, gets, he gets it, right. the industry. And look, I'm yeah. not going to lie. My friend is already loaded. So he's just now just spreading the truth. He's just like, dude, and I'm a good friend. So he's like. You come to me, the more you go to the doctor, the unhealthier you get because yeah. they keep putting you on pills. Now, yeah. that's not for all. No. I, I don't want anybody listening to this podcast go, well, I'm sick and I shouldn't go to. No, you should yeah. go. But remember, their goal, a lot of bad doctors, and for a podcast, you're seeing this in quotes, yeah. bad doctors, their first thought is, hey, I get paid to give you drugs. Right. And, you know, I don't even think that they're thinking about the payment. I think that's just what we're trained to do. We're We're trained to to make a diagnosis, know the medications inside and out. They're going to make you feel better and help you in that way. That's just our training. And I don't think that they necessarily mean to keep you unhealthy. It's just the way the entire medical system was built from 50, 60 years ago, 100 years ago. So now it's time to turn all that around. And a lot of doctors are great doctors. They see the light. They're doing the things that we're doing and they're, they're getting people back in the right direction. Okay, so yeah. by the end of this podcast today, yeah. I want to talk about collagen. I want to talk about <laughs> gut health. Sure. I want to talk about any, any trendy treatments that have come out that are not so good for you anymore. But I want to start with, because I went into your facility, yeah. Next Health, which is phenomenal, and we did a blood test. Yes. And I know we're going to do a bigger blood test, but what did we accomplish in this blood test? Okay, good. So just I want to preface this by there are a lot of different blood tests that you can do. And a lot of people go to their doctor and they get a blood test, right? Yeah. And that blood test is basically the most basic things that we've been testing for like a hundred years now to make sure you're not in a disease, a bad disease state. Gotcha. So what's happened over the last decade or so is that technology has evolved around what we can detect in your blood. And also, of course, everyone's sort of genetic testing has also come come to fruition now as well. So we're doing a lot of different blood tests that your regular doctor won't necessarily even know exists or offer, but is really making sure we're optimizing your health, right? Okay. And so what we did was a couple of different sets of blood work on you. Some of them are genetic tests, and some of them of exactly what's going on in your blood work right now. And, you know, genetics is like the buzzword now, so we'll talk about trends and buzzwords. Yeah. Everyone in the world has had some kind of genetic testing done now, right? Like most people have sent their blood off somewhere, got some results back. And, you know, most people are kind of underwhelmed. And that's because there's so much out there in genetic testing that you can't really sort all the data. And that's what we do for you is we sort the data. And how does blood actually tell you all this stuff? Okay, so when we do a blood test, we take a little sample and then you have DNA in that blood sample. So that DNA is run through a DNA sequencer and it tells us what your DNA sequence is. The, the, it's unchanging. That's, so, how, that's the blueprint of your life. So yeah. why wouldn't, when you go to a normal doctor's appointment, why wouldn't they want to do this for you? Because when you go to a normal doctor's appointment, there's nothing in your DNA that can immediately diagnose a disease. So a DNA is where your health would trend or DNA is what you're, um, uh, what, how you're built. But we know that DNA is really only 10 to 20% of the equation. It just tells you what you're at risk for potentially, but it doesn't tell us what's really happening. What's really happening, the other 85, 90% is a complete product of your environment and your lifestyle and what you're putting into your body. So that's where disease diagnosis normally happens. And that's where doctors normally focus. But what we like to do is look at your DNA and tell you 
that these are the things that you are susceptible to. These are the things that you are at risk for. And this is how you modify your environment and your diet to negate those bad risks. That, okay. Yeah, I mean? yeah. Yeah. It makes yeah. total sense. All yeah. right. Let's jump into it. What right. do you want me to know first about my blood test? All right. So you have, you have not had your results yet. I have so. not. Had my, we're getting it live <laughs> on the air. Let's push the mic a little bit closer yeah, to you. Sure, so sure, yeah, sure. yeah. So awesome. what, what, what are things that stand out? I'm excited to see this. <laughs> okay. So when we do your DNA test, we're measuring about 80 different SNPs or 80 different little areas of your DNA that tell us things that you should probably know about where your health is trending and where what you need to look at, okay? okay? So for example, we're looking at your diet, all right? So we all come from different areas of the world, right? Like most of us are like mixed up from different areas Absolutely. of the world, right? Um, and um, when DNA mixes from different areas of, of the world, it's hard to really ferret out what your ancestors ate, right? But we can tell now with genetic testing what's going to be the best diet type for your particular DNA sequences, yeah. all right? So for you, what would you guess the best diet type for you is? Oh, man. A lot of people like Well, here's what's feeling. interesting. Yeah. When I eat chicken, I feel sick. So I don't mm. know if chicken's good for me, but I would say... Like me, I lose the most weight when I consume a lot of greens. Ah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So your matching diet type is actually a low-carb diet, all right? Ah. So, <laughs> so um, keto diets, Mediterranean diet, all those diets where you're really restricting your carbohydrates are going to be the best for you and for you to keep weight off and have the most amount of energy. But wouldn't most people... That would be the case for most people, low-carb diet? Not not really. Yeah. No, so if okay. you look at it, I, mean, I have a lot of people that come to our clinic, and you know, keto is the big rage right now, but some people get really sick on the keto diet. That you get more inflamed on the keto diet. Ah. Yeah, so you have to be careful. So, so, yeah. so what your blood work shows is that I should just be... So what is a keto diet? Is, is it heavy meat and low so the, carbs? No, actually what a keto diet is, is a high-fat um, and a low-carb diet. So your carbs are about 10 to 30% of your diet. And then fat actually gives you most of your caloric requirements. Gotcha. Okay. Right? Exactly. And what, what that actually does, and this is what's great about the keto diet, is switches your metabolism from using glucose to using ketones for fuel. But you can't sustain on that diet, no, right? Okay. No, I, absolutely. Yeah. So it's just low carbs, eat a lot of uh, proteins it's, and salad. Not a lot of proteins. Not a lot. Yeah. You still want to limit your proteins okay. about 30, 40% of your diet as well and just really focus on using fat to make up your calories. And fat has a lot more What's calories. Fat? What's a good fat? Avocados, for example. Oh, Putting avocados. olive oil on your salad. Yes. You know, if you do that, that's going to be give you the calories you need, but also switch you into like a ketosis state. Gotcha. Now, like you said, you can't sustain that, right? It's not sustainable to have a high fat diet. And especially if you have very high cholesterol, you want to be careful and monitor your cholesterol while you're doing this type of diet. But I'd say for three to six months you do it and then you do what's called carb cycling where you add in a little bit of carbs over time. Got you. But like you said, greens is universal. The more greens everyone has in their diet, the better. Like that's the diet for everybody. Now are juices, because <laughs> what is the rule? You, you don't, you get shakes instead of juices, right? It's better to do a shake if you got vegetables and, and fruit a shake is better than juice because juice takes all the fiber out, Exactly, correct? yeah. Okay, so... When you're juicing, you're basically... It depends on what kind of juicer you have because there are juicers that leaves the fiber intact, but most people that are juicing, like actually just taking the fluid out, all the fiber's gone, and then you, you kind of lose all the benefits of the fiber. Fiber's critical. Now, when you consume 
for instance, a shake. Say I put kale in there, I put a banana in there, but make it a shake. What's the difference between you eating that and it being in a shake? Is there any difference? It's it's just, no, not really. I mean, basically, it's easier to get it all in a shake than it is to get it by trying to eat all that stuff, you know? So, But the same nutrition, you still get the same nutrition and everything. you still get all the same amount of nutrients and all of that stuff. So my advice to you is shake it up instead of juicing. (laughs) Do you do a shake? I like shakes because I heard that. You shouldn't juice. You should shake it. So you can consume keep the fiber. The, keep the fiber. Exactly. All right. So what else stood out to you? All right. So that's that's uh, for your diet. Now um, we also saw that there are certain nutritional needs that you need to focus on. So vitamin B six and vitamin B twelve. Those are two vitamins that you could potentially get very deficient in because your body genetically has a hard time processing those when in your diet. So do you take any supplements? No. Okay. So one of the supplements genetically you should consider taking is a vitamin B supplement. A vitamin B. Okay. Yeah. I got All low right. vitamin B. Okay. Well, no, it doesn't mean you have low vitamin okay, B. But you I have need- a tendency to See. have that. Right. Exactly. Genetically, you're not, you are not able to process those vitamins as well as, you know, other I, don't be- want, I don't say normal, but other people, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I got you. <laughs> but um, so those are two vitamins and also vitamin E. You need to optimize your intake of vitamin E as well. So a vitamin E supplement as well? Yes. Now, can I get those from food or no? Um, yes, you can absolutely get them from food. Or so, do, you, do you have to consume so much of that? It's not even worth it. And that's, no, it's not as not worth it. And the good thing is that you're shaking. And so you get a lot of vitamins in your shakes as well. Um, vitamin B actually comes mostly from fish and meats and, and uh, nuts, actually. Okay. So, um, you know, not, not necessarily going to get those in your shakes, but you want to, you want to make sure that you are focusing on foods that give you the n- amount of vitamins you need. But then also when you supplement, you're getting it in a form that, you know, you'd have to eat a ton of food to okay. get it in that form. Now we've all talked that a lot of, I guess you would say a CVS, uh, yeah. at Walgreens, their vitamins on their shelves. And I'm not dogging these outlets, but a lot of these vitamins aren't up to standard. Do right. you have a vitamin company you like to go through? So you brought up a really good point. So a lot of those vitamins, like you trust CVS and, and some of these companies to put good vitamins on their shelves, right? But when the FDA went and did a study on all these, they found that a lot of the vitamins, these big companies sell actually don't have a lot of vitamins in them. It's mostly like sawdust, believe it or not. Mm -hmm. So I'm not, like you said, I'm not dogging on them. Maybe they've done their research and found good vitamins, but in general, you want to definitely pick a vitamin that's been well-researched. We use vitamins that you can only really get at doctor's offices, but Mm -hmm. they do sell them on the internet as well. Companies like Metagenics, Orthomolecular, Thorn, those are three companies that sell very good vitamins that have been proven to what's, work. What's your take on, because I, I go to a lot of doctor's office and they have standard process. Mm-hmm. What's your take on that? I like standard process as okay. well. Yep, That's a good vitamin good as well. Good vitamins, good okay. vitamins. And if you go to a website called, if say you're, you have a favorite vitamin, right? You've been taking it for a while. There's actually a website that goes in buys those vitamins off the shelf and tests them and make sure that they have the quantity and the quality of the ingredients that they say they do. It's called consumerlabs.com. There's a lot of controversy around supplements, right? And and there's big research studies saying like, you know, we tested a thousand, 10,000 people that took supplements and they had the same amount of heart attacks as people that um, didn't take supplements. But for me, 
we know biochemically you need to have these vitamins. We know how important that they are in your in your system. And I also know that our diets nowadays are so devoid of nutrients because food is manufactured. Foods come, you don't know where a lot of your food is coming from. A lot of the farmed food that we have is devoid of vitamins because number one is grown in soil that's been used over and over and over yep. again, right? Secondly, it's been transported long distances, which degrades the amount of vitamins in that food. So you got to be really careful about where you get your food from. A lot of us don't have the time, unfortunately, yeah. to do that. Even money, it's expensive to buy it's good so organic food. It's so weird how <laughs> organic food they do nothing to. Yeah. And it costs way more than, oh, you know, like you just plant it and that's more money than, <laughs> right, like, right. It's, it's so crazy. All right. What else stood out to you? All right. So on your genetic testing, you are likely to also have high cholesterol. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's something that you got to watch out for. You got to make sure you're monitoring over time because. It's, 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 yeah, my dad has high cholesterol and my mom. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So that's something you got to watch out for. Um, the good news is that, um, you, you do have a normal metabolic and, and, uh, above average rate of being able to lose weight if you need to. So that's good. It's true. All it's right. true. I can shed what, when I want to shed, I can shed. Okay. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, what kind of exercise do you think works the best for you? Aerobic, anaerobic? Oh, I would say anytime I run and mm-hmm. I, and my knee is messed up, but anytime I run for a month, I lose weight. So I would say aerobic more than lifting weights or am I wrong? Yep. So, um, you're absolutely right. <laughs> that. I know my body. But both of them are very important, especially okay. as we get to being around 40. You definitely want to make sure you're doing a strength training protocol because there's a condition called sarcopenia that starts to develop as we get older. Our body has a harder time making muscle versus breaking down muscle. So you got to incorporate strength training into your exercise routine. But if you want to lose weight and if you want to shred, Aerobic exercise. Aerobic the is the best yeah. way. Yeah. All right. I so like that. You know that. your body. You know your genetics. <laughs> so, so those are kind of the bigger things. I mean, there's other genetic markers here that I think, um, that we should talk, that, you know, you should know about. But How's my testosterone ones. levels? Does it show that? <laughs> genetic testing is, is remember your oh. tendency, not oh, your blood okay. is actually going on. Okay. So well, I do know your testosterone levels. Is it okay to, see? oh yeah, let's put it. I want to <laughs> know if it's good or bad. It's really good. Oh, it's you, really wow! good. <laughs> Okay, before you say the number, before we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back in 30 seconds with Dr. Shah. Do not move. It's the Michael Yo Show. Right. Hey, what's up? It's Michael Yo. Okay, if you like the show, please support it right now. Just go to iTunes, give it five stars, leave a comment, and subscribe. It does so much for the show. It helps get us into the top of the charts. And we're building momentum, man. We're so excited about the show. We're so excited about the guests we have coming on. So please support the show. It means a lot to me. Subscribe, comment, give it five stars. And share it. Ernie said share it. Ernie, he's like, I don't know. He's trying to make it rain. It looks like he's trying to make it, but that means share it. All right. Ernie says share it, and please share it as well. All right, we are back. It's the Michael Yo Show, hanging out with Dr. Shaw. Okay, my testosterone, the most important number of this whole test. What is my testosterone number? You are at 800, man. Whoa! That's awesome. 800? That's awesome. That's okay. very good. Very That's very good. good. Now, yeah. what? I'm 44. Right. So what is the levels of a normal 44-year-old guy? Normally, 44 years old, believe it or not, they're down in the 
sometimes in the 300s, 400s. Wow. And, um, That's right. Yeah. What's up, wife? How you doing? <laughs> 800. Okay, so this is good. Very good. It's excellent. And actually, what, what every guy out there needs to know that we're genetically programmed to create less testosterone after we get into our 40s. And every guy needs to get their testosterone level tested because really, even though it's normal to have a testosterone around 300, it's really not optimal. What's optimal is a testosterone that you had when you're in your 20s or your early and what, what, 30s. what is that? It's somewhere around 800 to 1,000. Wow, okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. So, so you're doing really well. And what that's going to do is not only is it going to help you like have more energy, be able to keep on muscle, et cetera, keep off weight, but what's really important about testosterone is it prevents heart disease, it prevents dementia, and it prevents diabetes. The three biggest killers of people, basically, over time. Well, I know at your clinic, y'all offer something that's interesting to me, the pellets. Yes. Now, this pellets, is this just a craze or is this something you really believe in? And explain what the pellets are. Yeah. So basically, testosterone pellets or hormone pellets are small pellets, basically the size of a little pill that we put underneath your skin in a little minor procedure. And what they do is over the course of three to four months, they basically leach out the hormone in, ex- in an exact dose that you need on a daily basis, okay? So instead of having to shoot yourself with a needle of testosterone once or twice a week and have levels that are going up and down and all over the place or to do use a cream, which really has really bad absorption a lot of times, the pellet gives you a consistent dose over time and it's less maintenance. A lot of my patients that are on testosterone, like creams or uh, injections, they end up not forgetting about it when they're on a trip or they end up like, you know, it rubs off when they wear the wrong clothing, etc., and the testosterone is all over their place. They're doing more harm than good. The pellets gives you that consistency and it's low maintenance. So I'm on the pellets. You know, I, I we have hundreds of people on the pellets. So so works, does right? it hurt? So is there pain involved with this? How long does it last? And how long do the pellets last? Absolutely. So the pellets. For men, lasts about three to four months. Um, for women, a little bit less time. And um, the the pain in putting it in is very simple. It's just a little um, numbing medication we put under under your skin, and then we put the pellet underneath your skin. And then it might be bruised or a little bit sore in that area for a few days, but it's really not that bad. What are the risks by doing um, this? Because I have in my mind they're all going to explode in my ass at once, <laughs> and then I'm just going to be like I turn into the Incredible Hulk. Is yeah. there any danger of that? No, that that okay. can't happen. So that's gonna, <laughs> unfortunately, that's not going to happen. But yeah, it's um, really the risk is like any little procedure. There's a risk of, you know, a little scar developing oh, okay. there. Sometimes if the person who's doing it doesn't do it in the sterile conditions or you sit on something that is you know potentially infected, it could get a small infection. I've. I mean, I've rarely or almost never seen that, you know, so it's it's a very low risk procedure with a lot of great benefits. So is there anything you can't do once it's healed? Like once, because I know no. you got to wait. A certain, so you could you still do infrared saunas? Can you do that? Yeah, and it's yeah, not going to affect the pills at all? Not at all. No, it's under your skin. It's not going to touch the, the, the pellet at all. And people, you know, you can exercise a few days after the, sur- after the procedure. So you're you, basically you just got to chill out for a couple of days while it's healing. And then you can go back to. So how long life. does it take before it, you can feel the effects? Like, I know it's different yeah. for certain people, but do y'all normally say, oh, wait two weeks before you feel or three weeks is no we say three to six months actually and someone like you like if you got the pellets you're ready at 800 right yeah so you probably don't even need the pellets but say you wanted to get to 900 or a thousand you're really not going to feel much right because you're almost there yeah um for someone who's like in the 100s or 
200s, they're going to feel a ton more energy. They're going to feel um, like they're able to keep weight off. They're going to feel all the benefits of testosterone after about three to six months is what we tell Because people. I remember talking about this testosterone where guys were getting shots. This yeah. was like six years ago. Yeah. And I went to my doctor friend yeah. and he goes, we don't know enough about it right. yet, yeah. but I went to him like two years ago. He goes, oh, dude, go for it now. Yeah. Like, So yeah. what changed in that four years, four I to think, five years? I think a lot of research has been done. I think um, you know it was kind of taboo because what happened was people were using it for performance enhancement and using it to basically you know get get, get huge, big. Right? It wasn't exactly. about health. It was more about being right. muscular. And exactly. Things. So people were using it all wrong. And no, we didn't know what the right levels were supposed to be. And over the last decade, there's been tons of studies out now. Like it's irrefutable. Like men should be somewhere above 800, 900 to 1100 is where is you want to be optimal. Right. Cause that's where you're going to prevent dementia and even early death. All cause mortality is called people dying of any is disease. It, is it related to also when you you have more energy you move around which is healthier absolutely yeah. so it all kind of works together it all works together so if i was like i'm 800 hey <laughs> but if i came in and let's say i wanted to get to 1100 how what like how would you get me there so, like what's the procedure you want how yeah. many pills would you put in me? Right, right. So basically, the first thing we're going to do is we're going to have you fill out a symptom questionnaire. Okay. And we're going to see if you really need it because not everyone needs testosterone, right? So we're going to see where you're at and we're going to make sure this is actually a treatment that's going to be beneficial for you. Then we're going to make sure that um, you don't have any sort of prostate issues because the one thing for men is if you do have a prostatic hypertrophy or God forbid, prostate cancer, you don't want to put the testosterone pellets in because it could cause it to grow. Now, it's important to know that testosterone pellets actually prevents you from getting prostate cancer. But once you have it, it, right. it, it, it moves it faster. Exactly, exactly. So we want to make sure of all that and we do different testing to make sure it's good for you. And then say you wanted to go from 800 to you know, 1100, we'd calculate the right dose for you and we'd probably put like a two or three pellets underneath your skin. How, what is too much? Too much is anything over like thirteen or fourteen hundred okay, gotcha. of, of a level. That's when that you know bodybuilders are routinely way above that, wow. and they're because they're self treating and self medicating, and that's where they get into trouble. Okay, so are we done with our tests, or is there anything oh, else? Oh gosh, that you I want? have so much more for you. Oh what? well, well, because so uh, I want to get some. Okay, yeah. that was genetics. Okay, yeah. let's do food real quick, and yeah. then I got some some questions from listeners sure, sure, that sure. want to know. I, I would I would love to do that. So we also tested your food sensitivity, and this is really important for people to know, right? Yeah. Have you had this tested before? No. Oh, this is. I mean, this is good stuff. Uh -huh. So, um, what? your body is sensitive to is different than what your body is allergic to. So we're not testing what you're allergic to. This is what your gut is sensitive to. This is what your gut is unable to really process and is getting through your gut into your blood system where your body has to launch an immune attack against it really? okay, and cause wow. inflammation inside of your system. All right. Okay. Let me guess. I'm going to say <laughs> chicken and milk for sure. Well, um, let's see here. Cause what does chicken do for you? Well, I feel know. like I, I just get like, I feel like full, like yeah. inflamed. Chicken's actually not on the list, believe it no? or not. No, okay. it's not, but milk is. Milk. Yeah. Milk. I knew it. All milk, sorts man. of dairy products are on here. Um, how, how do you do when you do salmon? Because salmon is something that you're sensitive to. Really? Yeah. Yeah. 
You know what? I eat salmon just because it's fish. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm like, I'm trying to stay healthy, but uh, man, salmon's okay. good for you. Salmon is good for but you. Not but not good for me. But, but for you, you're right now, you're sensitive to it. Now, what I tell people with food sensitivities is you should stop these foods for three to six months, let your gut heal, and then we can try to reintroduce them. Okay. Ooh. And a lot of times, um, if you're not feeling bad when you eat it, you, it might be something we deprioritize as far as healing your gut goes. But really, food sensitivities is all about healing your gut so your gut can process these foods. And then reducing inflammation. So salmon, since what yeah. else am I sensitive to? Um, oysters. I don't eat those. Good. Okay. Egg whites. God dog it. <laughs> I told my wife, I said, baby, when I eat eggs, that I, I don't feel eggs is good for me. I, yeah. I told her, and she, she, we all, I'm always eating eggs and I always, any day I start with eggs, yeah. It, it it's sluggish. But if I start with like uh something di- I anything different than yeah. eggs, it, it works out. But you say egg whites, does that include normal eggs too then? Pretty yeah. much. Yeah, mm. exactly. Just eggs in general. So here's the thing, like your so body's what can telling I eat you in the, in the mornings then. <laughs> like literally. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot you can I mean, okay. you know what? <laughs> you have to just go through all your different choices what I your likes and dislikes are, but <laughs> Okay, eggs. Yeah, there you go. So um Almonds, pecans, problems with those? I knew almonds. I break out every time See? I eat almonds. See, like this is your I biology telling I you. I knew almonds. So I you- told my wife I can't eat almonds. <laughs> pecans, though? I love pecan pie. Yeah. No more pecans. Okay. <laughs> um, and uh, th- those are the big ones. Those are your, the big uh, Salmon, foods. Salmon, eggs, almonds, yeah. and pecans. And pecans. And dairy. And egg whites, right? Exactly. And, whites. and uh, um, vegetables-wise, there's onions, See, I hate onions. Oh, there you go. Except onion rings because they're <laughs> fried. Okay, that's good to know. All so right, good so, stuff to know, right? So what's good for, so so uh, is there anything that I, you know, you say salmon, but any other fish is okay then? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So, so, you know, like, well, actually, okay, so here's Uh-oh. the thing about fish that you need to know, and everyone needs to know this. Fish, when they grow really big, because they live in polluted waters, they get a lot of mercury in them. Mm. So a lot of people love to eat tuna sushi. Those are big fish that have lived a long time that have a lot of mercury, and we see tons of mercury poisoning out there because Ooh, of that. Yeah. yeah. So so what I tell people is um, um, if you are a big sushi eater, try to lay off the, the tuna and do like what's called the smash fish. So that's salmon, mackerel, Anchovies. Why are they called the smash fish? Um, it's just an acronym. Salmon mackerel. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Herrings. I think. What's the last S? I forgot. Um, but um, but uh, you want to stay on those fish actually because um, they're smaller. Th- yeah, they're smaller, and salmon are actually raised in farms now, so that they don't get a lot of the mercury poisoning. So, so since I can't eat salmon, I should eat mackerel. Yeah, what? mackerel's good for you. Uh-huh. Yeah, what about exactly. halibut? Halibut's fine. Okay, yeah, perfect. I think I think halibut's a, a low mercury content. Fish okay, too, perfect, yeah. perfect, but perfect. What I what I do is, um, you know, I have like a chart of all the fish that are good for you and and that have lower mercury content, and I actually like have that. Um, uh, I take that to a sushi restaurant. I have it on my phone. Look at so that. I can, so I can well, know. text me that, Dr. <laughs> I'm going to text you the good fish for you. Yeah. All right. Anything else on this test? I think well, that's it on your food okay. sensitivities. Yeah, good stuff. All right. I'll look at the rest of the folder, yeah. but I want to get into some sure. uh, questions from listeners. Uh, I get collagen. Mm-hmm. Okay, the big thing is you can either take collagen, put it in your coffee, or you can put it like they have it in creams. Yeah. Do you believe in collagen yet? You know, I think I think collagen has a lot of studies that show there are some benefits to it, okay? But I do think it's just like a lot of these things that once someone finds a study that shows some benefits, it's way overblown, you know? And um, I think that... 
if you if you have a collagen supplement that you like and you're taking and you're seeing benefits, that's great. If you are doing it and you don't see any benefits, just stop it. <laughs> okay, so what would work as you being a doctor? What is it? The, the creams will work better or the ones you actually take? Like what's more effective um, if you, you know, were to do one? They work in different ways, right? So the cream is going to work more on your, your skin, okay? And the collagen that you take orally, that's going to work on your skin, but it's also going to help collagen throughout your body, all right? So I would do both. You would do both? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, My wife does both. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, there you go. Yeah. Now, do you do collagen as well? Or I don't you, actually do you collagen, don't. no, okay. no. So what are some uh, trends that were big at probably like three, four years ago that now aren't around? Like, I know vampire facials were really big, mm -hmm. but then a couple of people got HIV from it, and then they kind of went away. Is there any fad right now uh, that's big that you're like, ah, we need a hold off on, like CBD? Yeah. Uh, what's your thoughts on CBD? That's a great one. CBD is actually the one I was going to say because there's just like your doctor friend said before, there still needs to be a lot of research on this. Like we don't know the right dosage. We don't know exactly who's efficacious for what, what kind of things that we have to watch out for genetically that could increase the, uh, power of the CBD that you're taking. So I think CBD is one of those things I'm monitoring very closely. I do know that it does help certain people with stress and with sleep. So that's, that's if you have a problem that it might be worth a try under doctor's supervision and asking your doctor if this is going to you know tr work for you and which one I should take and how much I should take. But other than that, I think there's all sorts of over It's too early claims. right now. Yeah, but, and the claims people are making are just ridiculous, you know, like. <laughs> yeah, no, I got you. Right. What What about like when women come to Next Health? Mm -hmm. What are, what are, most of the times they come in, what are they trying to fix? Like, is there yeah. a big difference between men and women? Do men come in for a certain thing usually and women come in for a certain thing? And what are those two differences? I think men and women think they're coming in for different things, but they all are coming in for the same thing, right? I think people want more energy. They want to feel less stressed. They want to feel like they're able to keep their body in good phys physiological shape. So, you know, high muscle content, less fat. Um, I think people's hormones are messed up a lot, you know, and and um, especially the older we get, the more our hormones become a mess. And just the environment we live in is, is so toxic to our hormones. So um, people come in with different symptoms and, and things, but usually people have the same uh, treatment protocols that men and women undergo. It's, it's yeah. So it's mostly physical. It is physical. It is physical. A lot of it is yeah. physical. Yeah. So uh, I, I know a lot of it like cryo. Yeah. You're a big believer in cryo. Yeah, I love cryo. Okay, so what is cryo really supposed to do? And for people watching or listening, this is something you walk into the... Uh, explain it. Yeah. Explain what it is. So what we have is we have a chamber that goes on a negative 140, 150 degrees, and it's basically a, like a giant refrigerator, right? But it's very tightly controlled in the temperature. And... People have been using like cold baths and cold plunges. 100%. For, I did it in high school. Exactly. Right. So did I. And um, you sit in there for like 20, 30 minutes. You're freezing. It feels like torture. Right? Oh, yes, it does. Yes. <laughs> and, and you get out, and, it de and but you do feel better. It decreases inflammation. It increases your energy levels, et cetera. So cryo is the high-tech version of that that's much more comfortable, and it takes just three and a half minutes. Okay, three and a half minutes. Yeah. Is that get the same effect as sitting in ice for 30 minutes? So um, there's studies being done about that right now. Some of the studies show that it definitely does. Other studies are a little bit questionable, but people have to see how their body feels. And I think it's different for everybody, right? Everyone has different reactions to different treatments. But from what I see, most of the people that we treat with cryo 
do amazing with it. They love it. Now, and most people don't have access to an ice bath either, right? Or now, 30 minutes. <laughs> well, what's different between for yours is your head is actually in it. I see a yes. lot of the difference between Next Health and other places. Other places, people walk into a chamber, but their head is sticking out. Yeah. Where yours, when they walk into your chamber, it's the whole body. Exactly. What what is the difference? Like, is there one more effective than the other or? Absolutely. So having your head out of the, of the, of the cryo, your most of the temperature sensors in our body are above our neck, right? So when you have your head inside of the actual machine, then your body's actually sensing this temperature uh, decrease a lot better. The other problem with the ones where your heads are out is actually using nitrogen gas, and the nitrogen gas gets pumped in by your feet. So your feet are freezing, and then it just you know comes up from there. So it's not an even temperature uh, decrease on your body. So when you have a full body chamber, which is the best technology. I mean, really, those head-out chambers are cheapo technology. You know, gotcha. so nitrogen gas. It's like this little tube. You step into it. It's, it's pretty cheap for people to buy that and set up a cryo facility. And you're, when they step into your chamber, is it nitro? No. So we, it's actually electric. So it's electric. actually electrically cooled. So there's less danger of actually nitrogen gas, you know, being in the chamber with you, uh, et cetera. And you just get much better all whole body cooling with the whole body chamber. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I did try. I only lasted two minutes and fifty six seconds. So <laughs> you'll build up. I'll build up. You'll can you there. last the three thirty in it? Yes. You yes, can. I can. <laughs> okay. You're making me feel a little less than but a man right me, now. No, but it took me a while. It took me like it took me a year to get there. I started really? off in two and a half minutes. Yeah. So do, how many times a week do you? Would you say you do it? You know, we have people that do it three, four times a week. Um, my, you know, I would do it three, four times if I could, but I normally just get in once a week or so. And uh, a lot of people say it helps, uh, like relieve stress as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, so, it's, it's just a total biology, physio, physiologic change machine, you know? For some people that, you know, don't have the money to go to Next Health or a facility like yeah. that, what are some things they can do at home to relieve stress? Oh, gosh, that's a great question. So, um, if you want to simulate what cryo does for you, believe it or not, a cold shower works really well. Just, okay. just when you're in your shower, just turn it to oh my freezing gosh, cold. Sounds for miserable. A few minutes. <laughs> Get that physiologic change, and it, it does kind of switch something in your brain, right? But as far as other stress mitigation type of strategies, there's meditation, of course. Right? Do you meditate? Yes, I meditate every day. If you I believe can. in it, huh? Huge believer in it. Yeah. What type of meditation do you do? I use transcendental, actually. Okay. Yeah. So transcendental meditation is one form of meditation. Um, we go to a trainer and they actually show you how to how to get into a meditative state. I've tried other forms of meditation, like chanting. I've tried, um, you know, thinking about just one thing, focus meditation. There's all different kinds, and it's so easy to learn now. There's apps that you can learn it for free. Uh-huh. Like try it, and that my my um, my advice to most people is do it religiously every day for two weeks and you, you got to feel a difference. You know? How long do you meditate a day? 15 minutes. And that's all you need. That's all you need. Do Man. you meditate? No. Oh. No. And I want to, but it's like, I, I, I can't find 15. Oh, well, of course I can. Yeah. I can find 15 minutes. Yeah. I'm just making excuses. But yeah. I really, I hear everybody says it's a game changer. It is a game changer for almost everyone that does it. Yeah. I've had friends that have been like so against it. They're like, I don't need it. I don't, I can't do it. And, once they got into it after a while, it's just been a game changer for them as well. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So uh, what other uh, things are coming out soon 
that you see that's going to take the market by storm. Because I even heard rumors of a hyperbaric chamber. Oh, yeah. Like, those are big things. And what is that? I hear, like, your possibly your facility is going to have one of those. Yeah, yeah. Now, what is that? So, you know, a lot of people have heard about hyperbaric chambers with Michael Jackson. He's yeah. sleeping one every night. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um... It's I not going to change my skin color, is it? No. no. Okay, good. <laughs> Sorry. That right? Doesn't good. do that. Good. Yeah, good. Yeah, we don't need to change your skin color. But um, what we... What hyperbaric chambers do basically is it's oxygen under higher pressure. So your cells get more oxygen, you know, and um, it's been around forever. Actually, believe it or not, we've used hyperbaric chambers for treating wounds and treating brain injuries for decades is just now coming out into um health and wellness actually and people who had money in the past they were able to do it like you know michael jackson's example but now you can get it at many different places and we're going to have it in los angeles first you know offering in los angeles to people that just want to do for wellness so how does this work is it kind of like the cryo thing you just walk what's the feeling in a is it cold is it hot is it it's just normal temperature. Okay. You get into this little room that um, basically has um, increased oxygen pressure. You don't really feel anything. It's some people feel like they have more energy while they're in there, but it's not like you're going to feel something immediately, but the effects build up over time. Okay. Okay. So can we expect anything else? Not necessarily from next health, but coming out things that you're hearing Uh, about, you know, what I tell everyone right now is a rate of scientific discovery is accelerated so quickly now that it's just, mind-blowing and what scientists and what everyone the industry is really focused on now is how to help people live longer not just eliminate disease but how to help people live longer so you're going to see a lot of technology out there around longevity getting you to live 90 100 120 maybe 150 years okay real quick if you could throw out five things that people can do to help their health right now or just to you know live a better life right now absolutely i mean my top five is start with a daily routine every day, okay? Create a daily routine in your life, whether it's a morning or night. I'm a big fan of morning routines where you do three or four things every day for yourself and for your health. We have You have like an hour of self-care, even half an hour of self, self-care. My daily routine involves a gratitude journal, Okay. Um, I don't know if you. Oh, yeah. Do that. I, I, I don't do it, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. You, it's a thank you. You like to thank everything, Ex- right? Exactly. Yeah, so like- finding gratitude in your life, finding positivity in your life, doing it um, in a routine on a daily basis really does change your mindset. Okay. Getting, putting you more in a positive de Well, I do mindset. believe, like, we've all walked in a room that's kind of down and negative. Right. And one person can change that whole room. Absolutely. You can line up. So I really feel like I bet you do that all the time. Oh, I love walking. <laughs> yeah. You know, but like with stand up comedy, you're walking yeah. into a room where people have bad days and they're all coming to laugh, but it's up to you. So you're transferring energy. You're transferring right. whatever bad happened in their life. And then you're making them laugh. So you're giving them all your energy. Exactly. I never used to understand why like comedians that would perform a weekend, they would come back and go, I'm so exhausted and take them a couple of days because now I see that you're getting all this energy absolutely, and a lot of bad energy, but you're giving them all your energy. So that's a whole different energy discussion. I want to get into, but I'm a big believer in that. I'm a big big believer in that. that. And you can change your energy, you know, and you can change your energy by doing things like, uh, like a meditation practice and a gratitude practice. I think that's huge. People don't focus on their brain health, right? People just treat their brain 
brain like it's the last thing they need to worry about because it does have a lot of redundancy. But what happens is you turn 60, 70, and you start, you know, dementia and declining ah. brain function, and, and it's, it's terrible. So you got to focus on your brain health at an early age, you know, 20s, 30s, and keep those practices going over time. Okay, number two, what what else would you do? Okay, so the next thing you need to do is make sure you're getting good sleep every single night. Oh, and you brought this. I bought you something. Right what is this right here? <laughs> so I bought I you a little gift it. here. Yep. Okay, what's this? This is a Why Things sleep tracking mat. And what uh-huh. this is, it's a mat that goes under your mattress. My wife and I both have one of these. And every morning you wake up and on your phone, it gives you a sleep score. Okay, so it's from zero to 100. And my wife and I compete who had the best sleep. (laughs) (laughs) And um, um, what it does basically tracks how much deep sleep you've gotten, how much light sleep, how many cycles of sleep you've gotten. And it does a good job also of educating you on what all this means. And what I tell people is you might think you're sleeping well, but. Sometimes the data shows you're not. So it's always good. Okay. Use like easy technologies like this and really find out if you're sleeping well or not because there's lots of strategies to get good sleep. And sleep is very, we're learning sleep is a major player in your health Mm -hmm. right now. Absolutely. Yeah, we've been focused on diet and exercise for so long and now we're finding out like sleep is probably even more important than diet and exercise. Wow. All right, number three. (laughs) So number three is if you're not physically active, you gotta get, Every single day, at least 30 minutes. and if Of you, cardio uh, or anything? Any type of physical activity. Okay. Okay. So what I do, because I do a lot of work on, on a desk, you know, um, I have a walking desk and it works amazing. Like I get 20,000 steps in a day sometimes. Wow. Getting work done walking. Yeah. And, and you... It, you could ju- you could juggle working and walking. It, it's so easy. I get more work done walking, actually. Because <laughs> your brain is probably stimulated, too. You get blood flow to your brain, right? Exactly. exactly. All right, number four. All right, so number four um, thing I would say is definitely look at your diet and add a ton more plants to it. Okay. okay. So every yeah. plate that you have, try to fill up three quarters of that plate with plants, if you can. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then... Um, reduce the amount of carbohydrates and meat that you have in your in your diet using things like genetic testing is great tools if you have access to it but this is a strategy that'll work for almost everybody less less meat um most more plants more plants more plants okay and less meat more plants make plants the staple of your diet 75 percent of your diet at least should be which should be plant. okay number five okay number five let's see if you had to meditate maybe (laughs) do some meditation yeah we already talked about meditation i'm gonna say actually ask your doctor to get your hormone levels measured if if you're over 40 get your hormone levels measured and even if you don't want to do testosterone supplementation or exogenous hormones there are a lot of things you can do to improve your hormone levels by um uh, just naturally okay with diet with supplements and with exercise so i would think that's a really important um step that most people miss in their overall health routines with their physicians. All right, Dr. Right. Shaw, how can people uh, follow you on Instagram and oh. how can people find your business? So um, go to Next Health and next-health.com. We're on Instagram and at Next Health. And okay, um, through there, you can you can find me. I'm at Dr. Uh, Darshan Shah, MD, uh, on, on Instagram as well. All right, thank you so much for stopping hey, by, man. Hey, this is I fun. It. Yeah, this is yeah. fun. You need to stop by more often. Anytime I'd new technology to. comes out yeah, or anything we'll like that, about it. I would love to have you on. You got this it. This is fascinating. All right. I'm on. I'm there. All right, it's the Michael Yo Show, celebrities, pop culture, comedy, and of course, health and fitness. Uh, thank you so much for joining. And remember, uh, subscribe, like, also leave a comment. 
where the, the podcast is doing so well. And thank you so much. We'll see you next time.